Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show Hello, 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 my amazing, amazing listeners. I am super excited to be back in front of this microphone with you um, this week. And, you know, y'all, listen, this is going to be a very, let me start by saying this. This is going to be a very transparent episode. Um, I don't, I'm not coming to you with a fancy topic, sis. I'm not coming to you. You know, I probably got a whole message. Um, but I really wanted to talk to y'all today. I know that I've been kind of on this mode of talking, ranting a little bit. I really hope that you enjoyed last week's episode with Chandra. If you have not listened to it, oh my God, you have to go back and listen to last week's episode because it was so good. But I'm coming to you on a Sunday. Um, and to give background, Sundays have become my Sabbath, um, I don't work. I don't do anything on Sundays. I have literally said to myself and made a boundary for myself that I will not do anything on Sundays um, unless it's like vital, but anything work related, anything ministry related, anything that causes me to create, I will not do. So for me to be recording right now means I feel it in me so heavily to do and so this is also a podcast that's going to be quite a release for me. So that's why I don't feel really bad about um, actually recording. Um, but I wanted to come to you all today to talk about a little bit. I know that we've been in a whirlwind of different things. And I recognize that some of what I have been feeling has been, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with friends over the last week about just different emotions, trying to not talk about, you know, what's happening, trying to not be in the moment, but then also wanting to be in the moment. And I've had, you know, people that I know that care about me randomly reach out to me and say, hey, sis, I'm thinking about you. So I don't know if my spirit's just weighing on people, but I did want to uh, briefly weigh in on, you know, all the things that are happening um, currently related to um, the Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd, but not to spend too much time on it, but just to really give my perspective. So to give background, and then I also want to just tell y'all where I'm at and currently feeling. Um, and what this last month has taught me, 
we are in June currently, but I really feel like May was a month of lessons that I recognized, um, but also really kind of getting back to the adjustment of getting back disciplined, like, you know, just getting back disciplined. I always feel like there's a reset that occurs every time a new month comes, but it's been tough to just kind of stay disciplined when your normal routine is just all over the place. And so let me just kind of give y'all my story a little bit. Um, Before I pressed record, I said a prayer and I told God, I said, I will always use my testimony to give you glory. I will never share parts of me that don't give you some type of glory. And so although this podcast may be different from what like I normally share, I definitely want to weigh and say that, you know, in every journey and everything that we go through, I think it's really, I want to provide a sense of being uh, relatable, but also being hopeful. And I feel like that's what we all need right now. So to start and give background, um, I am really, really heavy. Like, heavy is the word I want to use. Um, I actually took a step back from social media the week before last. So this week has been just a whirlwind of different news outlets sharing all these things on the protests, Black Lives Matter, different things that happened with the police. Um, different things are happening to protesters, um, George Floyd, but also just the advocacy of what has occurred with um, George Floyd's death. And I was having a conversation with my hairstylist and I was telling her, I said, you know, I've never really been like a huge Black Lives Matter. Like, I don't foresee myself being like a advocate, if that makes sense. I just really see myself as a black woman who lives in a world that was never created for her or a system that was never created for her. And I've said to myself multiple times, like, you know, it's hard to like live in a climate currently where being black is so in your face. And I think for me, this has dropped so much of a reality to me of people finally seeing what we've been saying and that it's, it's really just kind of made me numb. Um, And I haven't had the space to express because I am a so internal processor. Like y'all know me. I'm really a person that does the work. I am someone that likes to reflect. I'm someone that likes to push out my emotions, push out and try to do what I can to understand what I'm feeling. But over the last week, I haven't even had the energy, like the energy to even begin to try to explain what I feel because it's all over the place. And so um, going through this entire week, um, it's been quite emotional. Um, My job working where I work, I work in a school and I'm on administration and I appreciate my boss. He is a white male, but he is so like, I will always try to um, be about making sure that I expose my privilege, that I, that people check me when, when I'm doing something that is, that shows my white privilege. And he gave space to, um, his leadership team, which is about 90% black. And 
just asked us to, you know, share whatever we wanted to. And that was the first time I verbally talked about what I was feeling with um, the incidents that occurred with George Floyd. And what happened was from there, just a slew of emotions. And every day, like literally, and I'm being super transparent, literally getting up before I'm stepping out the bed, getting on Instagram, looking at the news, looking at what people are saying, looking at videos, and just literally before starting my day being drained by what's happening to where I'm like, God, how do I even begin to, one, in my mind, you know, be there for myself, but also be there for my audience, serve my platform to where I just couldn't serve. Like, I can't serve from an empty well. And so I thought about you all a lot. Um, And I definitely don't feel guilt for not sharing because I don't think that people are thinking in their minds, what am I going to say about this kind of thing? But I do think that it is vital to give space to have other people share verbally. And so late, um, I want to say it was yesterday. No, today is Sunday, sis. Friday. I sent an email out to my email list um, and I just kind of said, you know, if you're, but by the way, if you're not on my email list, definitely join my email list. And I just kind of um, said to them, how can I serve you? How can I help you? How can I give space to you? Because I recognize I have people in my life that give me space. I have people in my life that listen. I have people in my life that I can invent to to help me understand where I'm feeling. I have the tools, you know, from therapy to be able to use. And I recognize that everybody doesn't have that. And so I wanted to be able to ask my audience, how can I give space to you? Um, And I do that sometimes with my email community and just like saying those things like, what can I do to you? What can I do to serve you? Because what I may want to do to serve may not be the things you want. So how can I serve you? And I also asked them how they were doing. And the response I got back was quite overwhelming. I got about 20 emails back out of um, almost 500 people that I sent this email to. And it was just mind-blowing to hear the emotion. It was um, mind-blowing to hear a slew of different emotions Some people were just saying, you know, I'm not sure how I feel. Some people just shared what they wanted to give, have space for. Some people shared, you know, their perspective spiritually and like how this is a time where although we're drained, we have to remember who God is and all of those things. And so I thought to myself and I felt a little re-energized in a way hearing those things because I don't know for my audience was that the first time they typed out how they felt. It was at the first time they physically shared what they thought or had a space to talk about what they were feeling. And to me, I felt like that spoke volumes to the power of our voice, but also sharing our relatability to other people. And so um, getting to the point, because y'all know I was talking forever, I just wanted to share my feelings. And over the last month, um, I will say, I can't say I've been on fire. 
I can't say I've been so pumped. I can't say that I've been super like in the best mental space where I that I that I can recognize. Uh, I talked about the anxiety piece a couple weeks ago. And then I also had a conversation with another friend today or not today. It was actually earlier this week. And I just kind of said how I feel. And I know that for me currently, I'm in a lot of transitions with uh, work and just, you know, life in general. So I know that's part of it and just adjusting to new things. But I also know that when I adjust it takes me some time to mentally catch up with what's happening. And so even things in my business, for those of you that don't know, I do time management coaching. Um, if you're interested in a consultation or interested in hearing about how you can manage your time better, how to create a clear plan and a schedule, I will link my consultation link below so you can sign up for a free consultation. Um that has been different for me. And so just all these transitions, child, that I told God literally two weeks ago, I remember just feeling super frustrated because my routine with him has shifted. Um, I'm not as disciplined as I have been, sis. You know, y'all talk, y'all hear me, y'all, y'all hear me talk about what's going on. And I talk about my discipline and my time with God and your girl hasn't been as disciplined and I, I can't say that I overthink when I'm not disciplined with God, but I do recognize that I'm like, okay, Lord, I got to get back to this space with you. I got to get back to this space with you. And I remember there was this day that I broke off from work and it was midday. Me and my husband work in the same office. I mean, in the same room. So we both have desks in here. So I can't like go in like I normally do, but I went to our bedroom and I had a praise and worship moment. And I remember telling God, I said, Lord, let me get back to a place where reading your word um, like just made me excited. Help me get back to a place where praise and worship was such a priority to me. Help me get back to a place where prayer is valuable to me. Because right now, Lord, I just don't feel it. And I don't feel like this space is healthy within my relationship with you. But also, I want to not feel shamed about it because I don't feel like shunned by God. I know that there used to be a feeling I would feel where if I didn't spend enough time with God or I didn't do what I needed to do or I wasn't on a routine, I would feel shameful about it. And I don't feel shameful. Like that's definitely not it. I do believe in my relationship with God. It's so fluid that if I'm not on a disciplined plan or a disciplined way of doing things that he's angry with me. I definitely don't feel that anymore. I do feel definitely like I'm his child. And I know that God knows I'm in transition and really I've been talking to him throughout the day. But then there are times where I'm like, Lord, I want to read my Bible. I want to pick up and read something that makes me feel good. And I feel like that place has kind of been lacking and it has not made me feel like I'm super on fire. That when situations like these happen, I feel like I struggle to get back to that secret place. I struggle to get back to that quiet place and feel like 
I won't even say get something out of it because every time I sit with God, I get something from it. But I think that I want to feel like it sustains me or I feel excited about it, if that makes sense. And I don't know if your girl is looking for a feeling, but just like I know y'all know what I'm talking about. Just like being at a place where I feel full. That's what I'm looking to feel full like I used to feel all the time or be on fire like I was all the time. And so um, transitions just have caused me to feel like I'm a little off emotionally. I'm a little off even in my own mental health, just just working through all these different spaces. And so um, I do talk to people. I do talk to friends. I do find myself not praying super long prayers or praying prayers of like, you know, Father, help me be and do, you know, what you've been calling me to do well and feel like I'm on fire about it. And so, um, like I was telling my friend the other day and she said to me, she said, Rosalind, you know, I don't feel like you're in a wilderness season, but I do feel like maybe you're in, um, what's the verse that talks about pastures pastures is what she said to me like you're in a pasture and maybe God just wants you to be and it made me think you know that that really sat with me sis I mean I ain't gonna lie to you it really sat with me and I thought to myself like what does a pasture look like because I don't feel like I'm in a wilderness season I don't feel like I have to press I don't feel like I have to like push hard spiritually to press in and like do that and I never have felt like that is where I'm at currently. Um, I feel like I am in a place where God is letting me be and learn and do. And I feel free with him. But I do feel like, God, I don't feel like I'm on fire. If that makes sense. Like, if that makes sense, y'all, please tell me. Because I don't want to just be talking. But anyway, to get back to the point... I think because of all of the worldly news... And I know that... As a Christian woman, we can't stand on what we see. We can't stand on what is in front of us. We can't stand on, you know, the things that we think are happening. We have to stand on our faith. But I will say that, you know, recently and like I kind of have been feeling and, you know, just reflecting on, I have let that become my consumption. I have let that become what I've feel like I know or what I feel like is happening. And so because of that, I think my ability to stand strong on the word has lacked in some ways. Um, And I'm trying to definitely be present in that because I recognize that that's a place that, you know, lacks hope at times. It lacks, you know, the ability to shut the world out. It lacks you know, some, some of those things, but I've also said to myself, like, you know, I want to give space to this, to be able to run to my father, if that makes sense. And so I had kind of got, you know, for some, some speak, some feedback from friends about talking about it and also just being transparent with y'all. Like again, again, like I am a regular degular girl from Memphis and I'm a regular degular girl that loves God so much. And I'm a regular degular girl that has feelings, thoughts, different things like that. 
And I'm not scared to share that. And I'm not scared to say that, hey, like in this season, I have struggled in my time with God. I've struggled in kind of being on fire. I can't say I've struggled in my faith because I know who I am in the Lord and I know who he's made me to be. So I can't even question my identity in God. So I won't even take it that far to say that because I definitely don't question who I am in Jesus. Like that's definitely not, I know I'm a child of God. I know that I'm in powerful. I know that those things, but there are times where you just don't feel powerful, sis. You just don't feel it. You just tired. You know what I'm saying? I think that's where it's been at. It's like, God, emotionally, this is a lot. This year has been a lot. What do we do? And so um, I was looking at a, you know, I, I was questioning kind of those things. And um, God knows how to talk to me. Like, I just, I love the fact that my father talks to me when he talks to me. And I, and I love the fact that when, even when sometimes I don't create space for him, he finds ways to get to me in some way. And so all this week I've been like pressing to try to get to my quiet space and it has been a struggle. But I was looking at a YouTube video today. I was looking at, you know, just down the, down the YouTube algorithm, sis. You know, the, the, the rabbit trail of all rabbit trails where you watch one video and you end up watching something else. But I was watching this couple who travels and they were talking about how, you know, their lifestyle has changed. They've basically been travelers for four years at this point. They've never owned a home. They internationally traveled to all tons of different places. And they um, ended up having to come back to the U.S. due to the coronavirus and staying in an Airbnb for like two months or something. And they were talking about how over seven weeks they noticed that their routine every day was this whirlwind of cooking, sitting at the table, trying to work, watching Netflix and eating a bunch of junk food. And one of the things that the husband was saying was, and they have no kids, by the way. And one of the things the husbands were saying was that um, they needed something to spark some level of discipline in them because they were finding that they were just becoming lazy. And that really spoke to me. And so one of the things they did was um, they basically documented and where the video came about was them spending 30 days waking up every day at 4.30 um, and running three miles. And how what happened was by the time they got through running, got situated, started their day, they began to see a shift in their motivation and um, their actual desire to be disciplined and to do things. And really what that said to me and how I processed it was getting back to a place that ground you, um, but also doing things that bring about discipline to your life, but also spark some level of energy in you that that positions you back to a place of purpose um, or and or just consistency in some way. And so I'm going to tell y'all, so anything about me, especially because I'm a person that teaches on time management, I operate in structure. I thrive in structure. I thrive in 
knowing what to do. I th- I'm not a free spirit, says, okay? I'm not. So all my free spirited people, I, y'all are beasts, okay? I can't. I can't, sis, okay? I can't. I can't. I've tried it. It doesn't work for me, okay? I'm just not that person. So I said to myself, okay, I'm always thinking of different ways to like create routine, but I've never also like tried something. And I hope I'm explaining this writing, explain this right. I've never tried something that has pushed me out of my comfort zone to do something that's not related to a routine that requires me to do multiple things like that makes sense like I know I did a podcast about creating a morning routine during a pandemic but I was also thinking like what is one thing I can do that's so outside of my comfort zone that will push me to challenge myself like if that makes sense like yeah creating a morning routine is challenging but I can create a morning routine anytime but what's something that would push me to challenge myself to get out of a space and do something every day for a period of time And so I've never really done that before. Like, I know I've done like, oh, a week or something like that. But like, what could I do for a month that could push me to do something? Like, I'm that person. I'm that person that's like, what can I do to challenge myself? And so I was then after that, I was talking to a group of my friends. We we basically call each other, you know, the brunch crew because we will go to brunch every time, like once a month and talk about all of our successes like all of us have individual businesses and talk about all of those things I love them and one of my friends she's she basically asks a question of what are things that bring you what are things that bring you happiness and she named like five, like was like named five things. And I had not really thought about that because, you know, when you're not able to really go anywhere, you're not really thinking about things that make you happy. You're like, oh, I'm stuck in the house, sis. I got to do all these things. But what it made me think about was what are the things that really, really spark energy or really, really give me a boost or really give me like if somebody were to call me and we do and they talk about this or something like that, what would make me feel so excited? And so here are my five things um, that give me energy and boost me up. One is my skincare routine. Um, for those of you that don't know, I have like a whole seven step skincare routine since I took it very seriously. But because it's so long, I don't do it. So I'll get up in the morning and just wash my face with a towel and keep it pushing. But truly, when I do my skincare routine, it's a sense of self-love to me in the morning time. And it really does pour into my cup. The second thing that gives me energy are stimulating conversations. And not conversations that are really like success-based or purpose-based, but talking about things that are challenging, talking about things that bring about feelings, talking about things that push me mentally, talking about things that really like take me out of where I'm at and put me in like somebody else's shoes, just stimulating things that offer really, really, really interesting perspectives. Um, I haven't had that in so long, like so long. I can't remember the last time I've had a really good stimulating conversation. Another thing is coffee shops. When I would, 
when the quarantine wasn't going on, I would literally explore coffee shops. I would wake up on a Saturday morning or um, just and go to different places around the city and go to nice coffee shops that had good vibes and work and plan out and just just be in a space with people and be like to me that made me so happy to do and just to be and work in like really beautiful spaces is like a thing like if I lived in a bigger metropolitan city like Nashville or Dallas or LA or DC like exploring coffee shops would literally be like one of my favorite things to do because I love to work in beautiful spaces like I know Whenever I hit the coin, you know what I'm saying, sis, my house, whenever I get an office, I'll say that whenever I get a house and I have an opportunity to have an office, I'm going to decorate it beautifully because I love pretty spaces. It's just the thing for me. Um, Another thing that brings me joy and sparks good energy is when I... And I'll say energy. I just... But anyway, I ain't going to go down that rabbit trail. Um... Making my coffee and drinking it and not doing anything while I drink it. Just literally like I love making my coffee, sitting on the couch or sitting on my porch and drinking it. Like it just, I don't know what it does to me, but it just sets my mood. First of all, I love a good cup of coffee, by the way. But um, I just, I love it. I love it so much. And then the last thing is researching new things that are interesting. That's how I ended up on that YouTube video with the people that travel internationally. Because what it made me think of was like, wow, there are people who actually do this. And I say that to say it really sparked something in me to explore and find people that are outside of my immediate comfort zone that are doing things that are so wild to me. Like when I get on Instagram, I see my same few people I follow. I see entrepreneurs that I enjoy following. I see my friends. I see people that, you know, are putting good things out there. But this, when I got an opportunity to like explore their YouTube and like binge watch their YouTube, what it did for me was just like gave me another lens of somebody's life that is so outside of my comfort zone. And what that does for me is like, makes me realize the possibilities people have and our ability to do things that brings me joy that brought me so much joy today um, that I ended up discovering a way to find a new challenge and so I say all this to say to not make this episode 50 million minutes but I also felt like it was a way for God to show me um, that it's okay to switch up it's okay to be in transition it's okay to be in a space where you're not doing the same thing all the time, that you're learning, you're exploring. He's been really showing me it's okay to learn, explore, and make mistakes. Like that's been the message I've kind of gotten from him over the last couple of weeks, even if I even as I haven't felt on fire. But what I've noticed is my thing to him is God, how do I stay solid in you when I'm not feeling it? How do I continue to stand ten toes down with you? When I don't feel like the things that quote unquote I do, and I do believe it has a lot to do with like getting out of this performance based faith where we 
where we, and I definitely don't believe that spending time with God, being disciplined and having a routine with God and like being before your father is, is a part of performance. I definitely don't believe that. I I don't believe that. I believe that that is like our anchor. That is what grounds us in him. That's what helps us to stay connected to his character that helps us stay connected to who he is. But I also think there's an aspect where I've learned of father, I want to be on fire for you. But when I don't feel on fire, how do I make sure that I always come back to a place where I stay grounded, if that makes sense? And so and not feel shameful about not feeling super on fire, because I think when we look and we compare and we look at all these other people who are on fire for God, we compare ourselves to them and we automatically assume or think that we're not doing what we need to do for God because we're not super on fire. And I think that that's a just a not so great place to be because it automatically puts you in comparison, which then makes you feel insecure to your relationship with God. And that's not what God wants for us. God wants us to feel always secure in him, not secure in what we compare ourselves to other people to make it a mental competition of who's more on fire and who's not. It's just not healthy. And so for me, I've gotten very okay with taking my eyes off of comparing my relationship with God to other people and trusting my father in my relationship with him. And I think I've needed that to go back to a place when I am with him that I'm not feeling like I have to do all these things to feel like God can talk to me. Like he talked to me through a YouTube video today to make me say, I know exactly what I'm going to do in my 30 day challenge now because of that. And so to tie all this into just like a current climate, I know God's purpose me to give space to black women. I know God has given me purpose to give space to black women that are Christians that struggle at times with their mental health to share hope, to share Um, love to share even if they have experienced trauma to say to another sister like I I got you sis I got you I want to be that vessel for him I want to be the person that if one of my sisters is struggling in managing God's vision to be a vessel to teach them how to manage their time better to manage what he's given them and and do it and do it well with them and so um You know, my challenge for myself, then some steps that I'm going to take are, you know, I'm going to do a 30 day challenge. I might start tomorrow. I don't know because I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something that's going to push me. One of the things I know I'm going to do for the next 30 days is take a picture of me and my husband um, because my husband is a black man. Um, We... I never really realized how much I think about the fact he's a black man until all of this occurred. And what I realized is I want to savor every moment. I want to savor everything if it means, you know, I have to take a picture of us. But I want to take a picture of us every day for the next 30 days for a couple of reasons. One, I think... I don't take enough pictures of us for one, but two, I want something that's going to be like a way for him and I to kind of like, I don't know, put something together to where, 
you know, when we're older, we can look back and say, oh, look at what we did. I don't know what it'll bring about, but I definitely want to try it. And so I'm going to do that. I also am thinking about going and waking up early, like probably around 6, 630 and going to a park um, and sitting on a blanket. I used to do this when I was in grad school um, when me and my husband lived apart from each other. Um, we were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, and I used to journal. Um, and since the weather is really nice outside, I thought that that would be a early in the morning great way to do either that or a walking reflection where I walk and just reflect. Um, that's something I'm thinking about. Um, and then just like gratitude, something with gratitude. So, yeah, I'm thinking of a couple of things, y'all. And I'm, of course, going to document it and share. But... I want to pick up something that pushes me out of my comfort zone into something different. Uh, And I want to do it with my father. I want God to be a part of all of it. And so I just wanted to share this. I wanted to give space to people who may feel like they've lost their fire and say, sis, you can always get it back. It just might be that time where we have to remember that we have the space to run to God. We have the ability to run to God. It just may take you doing something different. Um, and I want that something different to be, you know, something I enjoy that he can be a part of with me to, you know, I always talk about switching up my routine with God all the time. Um, I used to like go to restaurants and have a date day with God. I used to do all kinds of different things to switch up my routine with him. Um, And I think this is one of those seasons for me. And so I just wanted to share this. I love you. I am thinking of you. Please join my email list because I'm always doing stuff with them and sharing things with them and talking to them. And they are my sisters. And I want you to be a part of that, too. So if you feel so inclined to to be a part of that, please, 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 please join. And I hope to give space to you in that time. Love you all so much, and I will talk to you soon. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.